0: Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. We're talking about understanding the world and the earth. The world and the earth. and We're going to we're going to divide out the world and then we're going to divide out the earth. So let's get John chapter number one. The Bible defines the world two different ways. You have context that is defined as people of the earth when you see the word world. And then also it is defined as a system. So there's two definitions, and we're going to divide those out so we get an understanding between people and then the system. And in John chapter number one, look at verse number five. The Bible says, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light. But was sent to bear witness of that light, that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. This is in context to people, okay? It's in reference to people. John says, look, I'm not the light. But Jesus Christ is, and he wants to light every man that cometh into the world, and that world makes up people. In other words, God has given enough light for anyone who is searching for truth to find it. That's what he's saying. And so we have a reference to, in John chapter number one, uh, he was in the world. The world was made by him. Okay, He created the people here, and the world knew him not. The people didn't want to know him. Why? They love darkness rather than light. So we have a reference to people here when the word world is used. Uh, 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 Let's go to John chapter 3. This is pretty obvious and very familiar. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world. Who's God loving here? It's people. It's people. When you see the word world in John three sixteen, it's a reference to people. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. What's the reference? The clear context when you see the word world used is people. He wants to save people. That's God's will. Go to John chapter number seven. Go to John chapter number seven. Verse number seven The world cannot hate you, but me it hated, because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. Now, if you hold to the same value system as the people in this world, then the world won't hate you but as soon as you start testifying of the lord jesus christ guess who's going to hate you the people of this world just like they hate the lord and so here we have a reference another reference to people um go to john uh john chapter number 12. john chapter number 12. you start telling religious people that doctrine matters you talk you start telling world of uh, people of this world That they're sinners, you're going to light a firestorm of opposition. That's just the way it goes. And then those people will hate you. And in John chapter number 12, we'll look at one more verse concerning people in reference to the word world. And in verse number 19, the the Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing. Behold, the world is gone after him. They took counsel together for to put him to death. That's what John 11 says. And because of that, the people went after him. Another reference to when you see the word world, the people. So we're rightly dividing. We're looking at the word world and how it's defined in the scripture. And so far, we've concluded that we have to look at the context. That's. That was, that's what makes us good Bible students. The word world that shows up the Bible also refers to a system. It's not always people. It can also be a system. Get John chapter number 12 and go down to the 31st verse. Watch this. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. It's a system. It's the prince of this world system. That's a a clear and direct reference, not to people, but this system here we have. Uh, Go over to 2 Corinthians chapter number four. 2 Corinthians chapter number four. This is a familiar one. second corinthians chapter number four and in verse number four second corinthians four verse four in whom the god of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not who's the god of this world well we know who that is and it's referring to a system it's the world system and the lord jesus christ has relinquished temporary control Satan. he has he is the god of this world who are you serving not the god of this world we're serving the living savior the lord jesus christ but anyway it's a reference to the system get ephesians chapter number six we'll look at another one ephesians six ephesians six verse number 12 the bible says Ephesians 6, 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world. What's the darkness of this world? It's not referring to people. It's referring to this world system. You see that? So we have the use of the word world in the Bible, but we must rightly divide it so we understand the context. Is it people or is it the world system? Look at James chapter number four, James chapter number four, James chapter number four, verse number four. The adulterers and adulteresses know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. What is that? That's the system. That's the world system. The new world order, if you will. One more. First John. First John chapter number two. First John chapter number two. First John chapter number two. You can take that Bible, sir. Really? I yeah. Yeah, you can take it. Go ahead and have Thank a seat. You. I'll take you care of it. Yeah. You you, you you can take and have a seat right there. They'll be glad to have you crack open a Bible. First John chapter number two. First John chapter number two, verse 15. The Bible says, love not the world. Who are you not loving? It's a system. That's what that verse is in reference to. What is that world system that traps you? Lost lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. So what do we have so far? When we see the word world worldviews, we've got to figure out, is it people or is it the system? Which one? It's both. How do you determine that? Context. Context. So that's world. Now we have defining earth. Is it land or is it people? Both. Get Genesis chapter number one. This is going to be obvious. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That would be land. Look at verse 10. Uh, And God called the dry land earth. Well, that's pretty obvious. The earth is dry land. Look at verse number 11. Let the earth bring forth grass. All in reference to land. Verse 12, and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind. Look at verse number 15, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. Verse number 17, and God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. Look at verse number 20, and God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature and have life. And fowl that may fly above the earth. I think we get the point. What is this in reference to? The dry land, dirt, the earth, the land. Everybody got that? All right, first chronicles. First chronicles. It's important that we rightly divide. And in first chronicles chapter 16, I'd like you to look at verse number 31 uh okay well let's actually back up to verse number 30 fear before him all the earth you think land fears him <laughs> it's a reference to people see that fear before him all the earth the world Also shall be stable, that it be not moved. So now you have a world that's stable, that it be not moved. Now hold that thought because we'll get Psalms chapter sixteen. I'm going to show you something here. Psalms chapter number sixteen, Psalm sixteen, verse number eight. What does it mean that it's going to be stable? What does it mean that it's not going to be moved? Psalm 16, verse number eight, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. So the psalmist sets the Lord before him. The psalmist says he's at my right hand. I shall not be moved. What do you think? He sits in a chair all day and doesn't move. What does it mean to not be moved? The Lord's at your right hand. You're going to stay on track. You're not going to be moved to follow another course. Pretty simple, right? It's in it's in the context. Psalm 21. Look at that one. Psalm 21 and verse number seven. For the king trusteth in the Lord. And through the mercy of the Most High, he shall not be moved. Again, what do you think? The king is sitting in his office there, and he doesn't get away from his desk? He doesn't get off of his throne? No, he's not going to be persuaded. He's not going to be moved to go a wicked way. And if you're following the Lord, you won't be moved either. Psalm 62. Psalm 62, verse number six. Psalm 62, verse number six. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. David isn't standing at attention for the rest of his life, (laughs) he's expressing his confidence in the Lord. He was on the run. I mean, he was, he was moving. How is he not going to be moved? Well, Saul's after him. What do you think? He's standing still? No, he's on the run. He's moving about. What does it mean he can't be moved? He's not going to be moved from his, his confidence in the Lord. When we look at Colossians chapter 1, if ye, that's us, continue in faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. What do you need to stay put on what needs to stabilize you what needs to establish you the hope of the gospel and the Lord says don't you dare move away from that don't you dare move away from that first Chronicles chapter 16 go back there we'll move on to the next verse first Chronicles 16. Fear before him all the earth; the world also shall be stable to be not moved. Verse thirty-one: Let the heavens be glad, and let the earth rejoice. Rightly dividing here, we already looked at earth defined in the context as land in Genesis chapter number one. Now we're looking at earth as defined as people, and we see that in First Chronicles verse number thirty, chapter sixteen, verse thirty-one. It's a reference to people that are rejoicing. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. That semicolon connects and let men say among the nations, the Lord reigneth. A clear, direct reference to people. People. Go back to the book of Psalms. Look at, uh, we'll do, we'll do three more to get an understanding here. Look at Psalm 97. Psalm chapter number 97. Look at verse number one. The Lord reigneth. Praise God. Let the earth rejoice. Who's that? The earth is in reference to people. Let the multitude of isles be glad thereof. It's people. Psalm 98. Flip over and look at verse number four. Make a joyful noise on the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. That would be me and you. We can do that. Earth in reference to people. Last one, Revelation chapter number 11. Revelation chapter number 11. Revelation chapter number 11, verse number 10. Revelation 11, 10. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts one to another because the two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. Now, we're not going to comment on the context of the passage, but we're going to say the context of the passage is clear that it's in reference to who? People. People. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice. Who's rejoicing? People. Okay. So when you see the word world in your Bible, you've got to be able to rightly divide that and understand, is it in reference to people or is it in reference to the world system? When you see the word earth, you need to rightly divide that and figure out, is that in reference to land? dry land or is that in reference to heat and we ran those verses so that you can see the different uses of that word that makes sense everybody got that all right first corinthians chapter 10 first corinthians 10 first corinthians chapter 10 verse number 11 Now, all these things happened unto them for unsamples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. What do we got to do? Look at context. This is a Bible study. You have to think. Look at verse 6. We'll read some context. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted there's the we and there's the they we're believers there's unbelievers are we guilty of doing what they're doing okay it's these are admonitions look at verse 7 neither be idolaters as were some of them Are you like them? As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Look at verse 8. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day, three and 20,000. Are you living your life like them? Are you as a believer no different from an unbeliever? Are you at fault like they're at fault? Neither murmur ye, verse 10, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. We know who the destroyer is. Now, verse 11, all these things happened unto them for unsamples. Look at verse number six. Now, these things were for our examples. It wraps it up and repeats it in verse number 11. And they are written for our admonition. Admonition. We have a clear admonition. We already said, don't be guilty of the same things that the world's guilty of. Upon whom the ends of the world are come. Who is this? It's the people of the earth. The people of the earth. The ends of the world are watching how Christians live their Life Verses 6 all the way down to Verse number 11 is an admonition The ends of the world are Watching The lost people are watching Don't be guilty Of doing the things they are guilty That's why people say well I thought Christians Aren't supposed to They're alright with them doing it they're just not alright with us Doing it. That's the admonition Lost people from the Ends of the world are all watching you (laughs) don't be guilty watch your conduct as a christian behave yourself hands of the world those people are watching go to psalms 22 hopefully this will settle it in your mind a little better psalm 22 psalm chapter 22 verse number 27 Psalm 22, verse number 27. All the ends of the world shall remember. Well, land can't remember. (laughs) People can. uh, And turn unto the Lord. So when you see the word world, this is a direct reference to people. Because people can turn unto the Lord. And all the kindreds of the nation shall worship before the. The world is people and the Bible gives the definition of who the people are. Who are the people in that verse in the context? The people are all the nations of the world. Look at it again. Get your eyeballs on it one last time. All the ends of the world shall remember. And turn unto the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. It's a clear context of people when the word world is used. It's not the world system, people. Make sense? Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter number 10. Verse number 18. Romans chapter 10, verse number 18. Romans 10 18. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. What's the sound? It's the sound of the gospel being proclaimed. You got it, you got the same double. It's a double definition, I guess, is the word I was looking for. Worlds and earth used in the same verse to both refer to people. People. They, they are both in that same context. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth and their world and their words under the end of the world. It's hard to say worlds and words at the same time. People in the earth heard the words, went out to the ends of the world. We want to bring the gospel out to the ends of the world. As many people as we can. That's what we want to do. Context of people. All right, here's a go Luke chapter number four. Luke chapter number four. Stay with me. Stay with me. This one's going to have to really read it. Luke chapter number four, verse number five. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Now, I don't mean to freak anybody out, but number one, this isn't me and you standing up on a mountain as human beings looking out onto the earth. We're only going to see so far. Matter of fact, this isn't, okay, it's not us as humans doing this. It's the Lord Jesus Christ, God, you know who else it is? Lucifer, Satan, the devil. The spiritual being. They don't have, like the Lord does have OptiVision, but they're not standing on there with OptiVision glasses looking out and they can see everything at one time. This is time travel. It's time travel. It's not I'm on the mountain and I see everything. They're going back in time and Satan is showing them all of the kingdoms of the world in a moment. That's what that is. Luke chapter number four, showing unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. It's not like you're up in an airplane. You're looking at all the little towns and all the little villages and you can see them all at once. They're going back through time. And the devil shows Jesus. He's the God of this world. All the kingdoms of this world. Nexus 33, God takes Moses back in time to see creation. He says, thou shalt see my back parts. He takes them back, gives them a glimpse of creation. Mark chapter 9, there's a future time travel. Peter, James, and John, they see the glory of Christ's second coming. He gives them a glimpse of that through time, in a moment of time. Revelation 1, John gets a future revelation. He takes them on some time travel, and then we get it penned down in the book of Revelation. So when you see the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, that's the prince of the power of the of the world. And in a moment of time, take them back, looking at those kingdoms, showing them. It's not we're standing on the mountain looking at all the little villages. It's taking them back, time travel. All right, last verse. We'll look at is first Samuel chapter number two. First Samuel chapter number two. First Samuel chapter two. Verse number eight. First Samuel chapter two, verse number eight. This is the verse that I made the comment on to make sure we came back and qualified some things so we got an understanding of earth and world. And the two ways each of those words are used. Look at verse number eight. He raiseth up. We're in first Samuel. And we're in the second chapter. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust. Verse eight. That would be people. And lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill. That would be people. To set them among princes, people, and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. There's some people on the earth that are the Lord's, and there's some people that are on the earth that are not of the Lord. And these pillars of the earth, they are the people who are the Lord's. (laughs) He hath set the world upon them. It's defined. Look at verse number nine. Pillars of the earth are the Lord's. Verse nine number nine. He will keep. The feet of his saints. Who's the pillars of the earth? The saints. You got two sayings that come out of that. You ever hear the saying, um, those, those men are the pillars of the church. You ever hear that saying? What does that mean? Man, they've been there. They've, just, they've established the thing. They're the pillars of the church. Bless God. And we as Christians are to be living in the world, but we're not to be of the world. That's what's happening in First Samuel chapter number two. Let's read it again. He raised up the poor out of the dust, and lifted up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes, and to make them inherit the throne of glory. Praise God. Those pillars, for the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, he hath set the world upon them. They are living in the world, but they're not of the world. Look at the definition in verse 9. He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silence and darkness, for by strength shall no man prevail. They're not going to prevail against the saints who are the pillars of the earth. The wicked aren't going to prevail against them. Because they are the Lord's. They are the Lord's. Live your life to be a pillar of the church. (laughs) Live your life to be a pillar of the Lord. Verse number 10, the adversaries of the Lord, all of this is dealing with people. None of this is dealing with land. None of it is dealing with dirt. It's dealing with people, the entire context. The adversaries of the Lord, verse 10, shall be broken. Two pieces out of heaven shall he thunder upon them the lord shall judge the ends of the earth the ends of the earth are in reference to who people the entire context of it is in reference to people all of his adversaries he will judge He's not going to judge ground. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. You have those that will be given strength, and you have those that will be exalted, and it is contrasted with The adversaries of the Lord, and they will be those people who will receive judgment. Verse number 10, we see earth used in its context if we rightly divide, not land, but people, but people. So, Michelle, we want to rightly divide. You have the earth and you have the world. Then you have the earth in the context of land in some passages. And then you have the earth in context or reference to people in other passages. Then you have the world. For God so loved the world. Well, he loves people. It's in in reference to people. And then you have other references, Ephesians 6, James 4, where when you see world, it's in reference to the God of this world, this world system. And it's important that we understand that so we can rightly divide the word of truth. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.